The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. G'day, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garrett Perra columns for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers Podcast. Got an interesting one today, Loxley Resources, trades under the code LKY, that's Lima Kilo Yankee. And the uh, Yankee bit uh, is a bit appropriate because Loxley, well known to a lot of people for its uh, Tottenham copper gold interest in the Lachlan Fold Belt there in New South Wales, west of Dubbo. But it's uh, recently picked up a uh, high-grade rare earths project in the Mojave Desert in California, right next door to Mountain Pass. Mountain Pass, of course, is the sole producer of rare earths in uh, America. It's just switched on its refinery process too, so it's into full separation now. And that company's worth uh, $3 billion as we speak. And as I say, Loxley's picked up a project right next door. It brings us up to speed with what the plan is in uh, California there, in the, in the Mojave Desert. We have David Ward. David is the exploration manager of Loxley. And David, welcome to the program. No worries, Barry. Thanks for having me. Uh, David, it's all new, the rare earths push by the company. So let's uh, backpedal a bit and just give people a feel for what you have acquired. Yeah, so, uh, so Barry, we've, uh, we've acquired some ground immediately adjacent to the Mountain Pass mine. So as, as you suggested, is, the, is one of the leading, leading producers of rare earths, the only one in the United States, and produces somewhere around 15% of the world's rare earths so the uh the claims there that we've got are, are within very close distance so within two kilometers of the of the uh of the operating mine itself and uh we've just uh, we've just come off the back of doing some uh our first initial exploration the tell us a bit about the style is it uh everyone here would know of course or linus with its uh Mount World project, uh, carbonatite over in WA. So this is a similar hard rock. Yeah, so this is this is definitely hard rock. Um, so the Mountain Pass mine itself is uh, they are mining uh, carbonatite intrusion, mm-hmm. um, as as these things are. So the actual mineral um, in there is slightly slightly different. The one they're mining, uh, the bastonite. Um, but in this case, so the the structures that are off the sides of I think that what we're seeing is that. The source intrusion is sitting there and being mined by mountain pass, and just off the sides where you get a favourable structural horizon, those fluids out of the carbonatite are filling those uh, those favourable structural horizons, and we're getting high grade high grade rare earths. All right. Now you've um, I think there's three main areas. You've got a north block, a south block, and uh, El Campo, and as you've mentioned, all very close to the uh, mountain pass operation. Just tell us a bit. Uh, who did you acquire them from, and uh, are they considered advanced pro- uh, projects? So, uh, so we don't actually have any um, previous drilling on these uh, on these claims. Uh, so we just we acquired them from some uh, some uh, some well well connected uh, you know Perth Perth based uh, people. I'm, I'm the technical guy, um, so uh, this stuff would be uh, be, be best uh, best covered by some of the other people in the group. But um, so. Uh, yeah, some some really good grade stuff there that we've that we've seen in uh, in our due diligence process. Mm-hmm. We saw some samples up to nearly ten percent uh, total rare earths, 
and then uh, we've come back and, and done some 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 work on the surface sampling work on the mainly the El Campo prospect to start with. And we're getting uh, rock chip samples there from some old workings that are uh, up to 12.1% total rare earths. Crazy. So off the scale, um, particularly in uh, this market where there is a bit of a focus uh, recently on um, uh, the clay-hosted deposits where if you get around 1,000 ppm, people get excited, but here you are at what that's sort of... 12% of El Campo is 122,000 ppm. Yeah, 122,000 ppm, yes. An enormous number. Yeah, yeah crazy. The mountain pass itself is known to be a very high grade. I think it averages around 7%, and most of the world's deposits are 1% to 4% in the hard rock situation. So I guess the question people will be asking is, how come, and you mentioned that... Um, there's, these areas haven't been subject to much work in the past. Why would that be, given the, the location? Well, so, so when I say that we haven't, uh, so in the United States, there's no requirement to uh, to submit annual reports and your data to the government like there is here in, in other jurisdictions. So mm-hmm. um, our expectation is there has been some work done sometime in the past, but it's right. not publicly available information. Um, we can see that there's been some workings and there's some, you know, there's some some been some activity in the past, but. It's uh, not nothing that has been recorded and we have available to it. Yeah, good. So you're starting out by uh, uh, sampling, rock chip sampling, and you mentioned uh, 12% there at El Campo. So what is the forward program now for you guys? Yeah, so we um, so we followed up the, the rock chip sampling at the El Campo project um, with some stream sediment sampling on the north block. So the north block um, has had very limited work in the past, but there's significant topography. So... It actually lends itself to doing, you know, good old-fashioned stream sediment sampling, which uh, which has worked a treat for us. So we've got the results back for the stream sediment sampling on the north block as well, and we've got we've got stream sediment samples there running up to 0.26% um, in the in those in those uh, catchments. So uh, we'll be following up following up the stream sediment sampling with some more stream sets and see if we can track down the the source of those um, in within the next month. Uh, we've got uh, we went in fairly early as soon as we saw some of the uh, the outcropping rare earths and made applications to drill there, which we uh, we think we shouldn't be too far off. So as soon as we get those drilling um, applications approved, we'll uh, we'll be straight into it. And logistically, how does one get to the projects? So uh, you would think in the middle of the desert and uh, it would be difficult to get to. Mm. In this case, we're running, you're right in between the two, uh, the, the two project areas of Capo and, and North Block is a, about a six-lane highway that links Las Vegas to, uh, to, to Los Angeles. Um, the access point is so we're less than an hour's drive from Vegas. Um, the accessibility is fabulous, yeah. So... There's a bit of topography to deal with, but uh, but getting in and out is uh, is not a difficult exercise at all. Right. So, are you on the ground at the moment? Oh, not right this second. We'll be there very soon. So we just uh, we just got it. Um, our uh, one of our other geologists from Australian geologists coming in uh, in the ne- within the next month. So we've got a, a pretty a good team on the ground there in the United States as well, which will be which assist with that. So we've uh, we've got a. A great contract team 
that are they're incentivized to with for success there as well in in this in the states. Right. So the uh, market tends to be a bit impatient with these things. So I was just wondering uh, when do you see yourselves perhaps uh, drilling some of the the targets you're working up. Oh look, you know when we put in the applications, we had this uh, we. We were expecting that we might get there before Christmas, but you know we are approaching that time, so it will be soon within within a couple of months. We're we're hoping to get those approvals in and and get going with the drilling. So we've got uh, we've got um, quotes quotes in place for drilling, and uh, and the application process shouldn't take too much longer. We're just uh, not a hundred percent where that is just the minute. And is it? Uh year-round exploration possible yeah so it does get pretty cold there during the uh during the the winter seasons but uh and and hot during the summer but because it's uh there's a bit of fair bit of elevation there when we were there doing that uh, rock chip sampling program when it was 45 degrees in las vegas it was only th- vegas it was only 35 on site so um the conditions aren't too bad you can sort of get in and out there without too much trouble and obviously there's not much rain going on in the middle of the mojave desert All right and I see uh, at, in the September quarterly report, the company reported cash of uh, 3.5 million. So you've uh, well funded for the uh, yeah, absolutely. So for the foreseeable future, hmm? absolutely. So there was uh, there was there was uh, four million raised on the back of the uh, back of the acquisition in the first place. So we've got plenty of cash to proceed with the uh, with the program as planned. Right. So it's a bit of a secret this one because given the cash there of 3.5 and the market cap of 5.4. Um, the market seems to have uh, overlooked this one, but uh, I guess once you get around to drilling, uh, they'll have to sit up and take notice. Absolutely, like uh, given the uh, given the market cap of just over five million and three point two in cash in the bank, and uh, and the uh, these high grade high grade rock chip samples, we're just better put some drill holes into um, the the current EV is crazy. It uh, it's only got one way to go. Yeah, uh, just a. Uh, Bit intrigued. The I can understand fully why uh, you would take take up a grand position near Mountain Pass. But I'm just wondering, uh, was there was it the opportunity itself, or was it? Uh, let's get into this. Uh, as everyone would know, uh, the US has this uh, IRA funding for strategic metals, critical metals. Was that part of the thinking as well? Oh, certainly. That's uh, that's something that would have been, that was uh, that was uh, playing in our mind, right? So the. The, the restriction on um, on supply of critical minerals across the across the world is is on everyone's mind. The United States and Australia is just following just recently where they're putting another two billion dollars into um, critical metal um, industries, and the United States is going very hard in trying to trying to to get hold of and have their own local supply of critical minerals to uh, to to feed into things like you know. Um, Bat, um, permanent permanent batteries and you know there's, there's a, a sort of a bit of a common story coming across the industry at the moment that that we really need to fill this gap um, from our trusted trusted suppliers. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, talking about our friends in China, um, we've seen recently uh, import uh, controls on germanium and gallium, and more recently graphite. And back in 2010. Uh, they speak the whole world in the rare earth space. So rare earth prices are off at the moment. But so what's your view on the long-term outlook for the rare earths? 
Look, I think that, I, I think that, uh, that, that, that restriction in supply will continue um, out of China. We know that uh, a vast majority of the, of the exported um, rare earths come out of China. And the, uh, I, I can't see the prices going down soon. Um, so, you know, neodymium and protodymium running at uh, plus $70,000 a tonne. Um, US and and like that that sample that 12 12.1 percent sample was was running at 3.19 percent in DPR so there the the actual value in those rocks in the ground on on this project are exceptional um, a future forward-looking uh, question the how would you get product to market? Would it be through Mountain Pass, perhaps, or would you produce a, a con that would you ship off to other people, or are we just too early at this stage to talk about those sort of things? <laughs> Maybe a little bit early, but uh, certainly uh, the first thing that comes to mind when you're standing on top of a hill uh, looking at looking at some rocks with a whole heap of rare earth in them, and you can hear the Mountain Pass mine operating in the background and see it just over the other side of the highway. It seems like a pretty obvious obvious point right 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 up front. Yeah. And um, as I mentioned, I think they've just uh, returned to full uh, uh, rare earth supply in the sense that they're actually refining and separating uh, product and they're about to ship their first NDPR um, shipments. So America's uh, dependence on China reduced that, well, it's 15% of world supply, so obviously uh, very important to the American industry and the rest of the world. The equivalent here, of course, is uh, Linus, which uh, has a much bigger market cap for some reason. I'm not sure why, but um, Linus can explain that to me at some stage. Now, we've mentioned the, um, what's what's the word I'm looking for, modest market cap of 5.4 million. Obviously, market waiting for expiration on the ground, get some results, get some excitement going. But the company also has... Uh, is well known for its uh, Tottenham uh, Copper Gold project in the uh, Lachlan Fold Belt. Uh, what's the story there at the moment? Yeah, so uh, so Tottenham is was the uh, was the asset that, that the company listed on in the first place. Uh, so it actually has a resource, so just uh, just shy of ten million tons at 073 percent copper and 0.22 grams per ton gold. So that's a uh, little, little bit short of eighty thousand um, eighty thousand uh, eighty thousand tons of copper and uh and 67,000 ounces of of gold um so we we're just uh, we're not working on that project right at the moment because we're sort of focusing on the on the rare earths but it's a it's a pretty good project to have uh to have to come off the bench um so there's within that resource there's actually quite a bit of there's oxides and sulfides so the oxide resource is lower grade than the sulfide resource as you'd expect so um, there's there's some pretty good grades in there. We've drilled a few holes recently, and they're getting uh, copper grades up in around one point five to two percent copper, um, and uh, and it's a good project um, in a good jurisdiction in central New South Wales. Right. So very much the focus on the rare earths. But uh, when do you think you might get back on the ground at Tottenham? Yeah. So uh, so uh, we haven't got any immediate plans to get there at Tottenham. We've got. Um, uh, we're just putting our resources into into uh, the rare earth project right at the minute, but uh, Tottenham can come in there at any moment um, when uh, when the resources for themselves up. Right. Okay. I think uh, people listening in will get a sense that uh, Tottenham, uh, eighty thousand tons of uh, copper there. Um, 
would uh, do any junior company proud, but I think it goes to your excitement level around this rare earth project, David. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, given that uh, the the rule of thumb that a hard rock deposit, you need to be 2% or more total rare earth in order for it to be economic and we're getting 12, um, the uh, the value in that material is that high that it, it needs to be it needs to be our focus because that's where the, there's a there's a lot to be had. Mm, okay, and tell us a bit about yourself. What's your background? Um, so I've been a geologist for a number of years, for um, well over twenty five years. Actually, grew up um, just south of Tottenham in Central New South Wales. So I was uh, I probably could have. Could have nearly been a sheep farmer for the rest of my days, but uh, I, <laughs> I, uh, I escaped that at some point in the past. Yeah. Right, right. And um, you worked for Newcrest in the past, I understand? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, actually, so when uh, my early days, I worked at a, a mine called Brox, Brox, uh, Browns Creek, oh, Browns yeah. Creek just uh, near, in between Blaney and Cadia there. I was there for five years mm-hmm. and from, uh, went from... Uh, Browns Creek to Cadia, and there's another five years there working for Newcrest in uh, in production and, and new mine exploration. And uh, I've been doing predominantly exploration since then, all over the place. Mm, well, they don't come any bigger than Cadia, do they? <laughs> it's a, uh, it is certainly a monster. It'll be going well long long after we're gone. Mm, and uh, now, of course, owned by our American friends at uh, Newmont, uh, with the that Newcrest takeover being wrapped up. This week, I think today is the first day of trading in the Newmont CDIs, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Alrighty, David, I know we might be repeating ourselves here, but uh, investors love to have some sort of roadmap, what they should be looking out for in the next six months or so, so can you give us a feel for that? Oh, certainly. So uh, so we'll be doing some follow-up work on the North Block as a, as a first first port of call, which will be following up those, those high-grade uh, stream sediment samples with some more stream sediments, and hopefully we can find the source of those uh, of high-grade rare earths and we'll be drilling as soon as, as soon as we get the uh, the applications um, in and have been approved which shouldn't be too far away we'll be straight in and drilling that 12 percent straight up first hole we'll be going right into it okay and do you see the uh, continuous program through 24 drilling and sampling and yeah absolutely you know so this is obviously a little bit based on uh, some exploration success but uh, given that we've only been there we've had one uh, one real round of, uh, of exploration and we've had so many great high grade results from from surface rock chips outcropping surface rock chips and stream sediment samples um, these things only usually go one way if we'd gone if we'd gone there and done this work and come up with not much uh, we would have been a bit, bit, bit more disappointed about it, but uh, but I can see that we can follow this up with more and more of these high grade high grade rear earths on the north block as well as at our camper. Yeah, all right. okay. There we go, folks. A very interesting story. Rear earths uh, in California, the Mojave Desert, right next door to Mountain Pass, all inside a company with a market cap of five point four million at the moment. And with a uh, nice asset there in central New South Wales, the uh, Tottenham Copper Gold Project. So with that, David, uh, thanks for your time today. Exciting stuff. We'll be watching with interest. Oh, I appreciate your time too, Barry. Thanks. Thanks very much. Cheers.